Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Great podcast on there. And the good thing is, 
You head over to iTunes, you subscribe for free. For free. It's free, free, free. I mean, does it get any better than that? No, I think not. But it's a whole station. You know, it's not like you're just going over there and, and subscribing to our podcast. This is many podcasts. So you can, you have alerts and you can you can jump on board and get different opinions of the world of professional wrestling. Oh, we got a lot of great shows over there. King Firehawk. Uh, Joey Image, independent wrestler Joey Image, got that Image guy, he just joined us, he's got some great stuff over there, the cool down with AC, Blading for Truth, and our show, just to name a few, go to iTunes, in your search window, type in 1640PWPR, our station pops up, hit subscribe, and that's all you gotta do, you got access to all these great podcasts, and as far as 1640 goes, well, wow, just wow. Thank you guys out there that continue to support us, that, that, that keep clicking that download, clicking those downloads, getting us uh, our airplay, moving in the right direction. Because, uh, you know, we reached a milestone not too long ago where we reached 10,000 hits, which was really cool. And in the blink of an eye, ladies and gentlemen, we're at 20,000. I feel like we just announced 10,000 and we're at 20,000 hits. So congratulations to all the fellow hosts that are on 1640, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, everyone out there who continues to support 1640, downloads, uh, we're, we're moving forward, we're trying to get you uh, new shows, uh, better, bigger and better programming, uh, better coverage uh, of, of events, so 1640 is definitely moving in the right direction, and thank you all for supporting. If you think you got what it takes Ladies and gentlemen, you think you've got a podcast that should be on the 1640 network? Shoot me an email. Uh, you shoot King Firehawk an email. Uh, give us a link to your show. We'll give it a listen, and we'll see if you got the chops. We'll check it out. And you know what? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do, though. So check us out. Get on board. If you got a podcast and want to be a part of this network, uh, shoot us a link. We'll give it a listen, and maybe you'll be on board the 1640 Radio station. I was about to say news station. That makes no sense. The radio station. Getting a little tongue-tied here. But 1640 is rocking and rolling. And you know what? With all the stuff going on and the success that 1640 has had and the success that this show has had, I wouldn't be able to do it without my tag team partners all the way in Connecticut. And let's get him on board to get through the world of professional wrestling. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Rocking and rolling, just like 1640. That's pretty cool. Twenty thousand downloads. Uh, that, that, that's that's pretty amazing. And uh, thank you, everybody, for for tuning in. Not just checking out our show, but you know everyone else that's on the sixteen forty network. That's pretty awesome. Great way Isn't to start. Cool, man. Show. I mean, like I, to me, it's like you, you do something like this, and it's you know, I'm I'm kind of taken back when it's like, ooh, fifty people listened. You know, there are fifty downloads. Like that. That's cool to me. You know, it's. To, to, to be talking at this point in numbers of like like thousands and, and tens of thousands is just that's just really cool, man. I mean, I'm I'm really taken back by how quickly we got to twenty thousand, Dave. That yeah, that was that was very very quick, and uh, you know keep them coming because we got plenty more programming to uh, keep up with the amount of downloads you guys are bringing. So. Yeah, and the cool thing, Dave, and, and this is the thing, you know, the more you guys out there, you support us as a network, and, and we, you know, it kind of becomes like this thing where we can support each other, you know. The, the more that you guys support us and continue these downloads, the more legitimacy you give this station, the more legitimacy you give this station, 
the better guests we're going to be able to bring on, the better podcasts we'll be able to track to come on to the network. So it just becomes cyclical. So thank you so much for, for downloading. And, you know, you guys who are, who are supporting us, I want to let you know, you know, that support does not go unnoticed. And we're looking to bring you bigger and better things as the months go on as far as the development of 1640. So let's get into it because there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about. And, and unfortunately this year, and, and David, it just seems like every, every like, geez, I mean, I want to say every couple of months, but some, it feels like every couple of weeks uh, we're talking about something like outside of the world of pro wrestling, outside of uh, the context of storytelling or matches or what have you. And, and there have been some very tragic events. Uh, tragic, controversial uh, over the course of this year, specifically uh, the summertime. And uh, I know we're a little late on this, but we did take Labor Day off, so uh, we wanted to give our take on on the uh, Jimmy Snuka issue. And it's just it's it's crazy, man. I mean, it, it's one of those things where we've all heard we heard the story for years. Um, you know, nobody quite knew what happened, but we always knew that the for whatever reason this investigation, uh, the murder investigation, was always kept open. And uh, for whatever reason, as if the news in, in Superfly Jimmy Snooker's life was not tragic enough, being diagnosed with stomach cancer, uh, having to uh, undergo surgery for stomach cancer, um, you know, now he's he's been indicted for murder. Um, it's um, it, it's it's a tough it's tough for me to, to really definitively uh, give like a, a real take or opinion on this. You know, it's I get it on one hand. Um, you know, there are two different stories, and that's what, what uh, nailed him. Um, so, you know, his autobiography kind of got the ball rolling that way. Wait a second. He, he, he said something different years ago. Um, look, if, if, he, if he did murder her, um, I get it. And if it was my family member, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't care that he was sick. Uh, I would want him to be brought to justice. Uh, however, you know, thinking about it now and thinking uh, about this, 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 really, this old man, uh, who's broken, who, uh, from all reports, doesn't know where he is. Um, it's just sad. It, it's sad to, to think that um, it's, it's very likely that this is, this is how Jimmy Snuka's uh, life is going to end, is uh, going through this uh, murder rap investigation, uh, if it gets to a trial. Um, but it's it's just crazy stuff, Dave. That we we continue to have to talk about this this stuff, like you know, outside of the realm of uh, storytelling, and uh, you know, another tragic story with a, a wrestling legend. Yeah, it is, it is very sad considering the circumstances um, surrounding the events that that took place over thirty years ago, and uh, how it's continued to transpire over the past thirty years with the comments that Snooker had made publicly on multiple occasions. Um, and there's all different kinds of theories and stories and individuals in the business that have their take on it or say that they know or that in the know of what really happened or they know somebody that was a, that was involved or there at that time. So I, I'm waiting for the real facts to come out. I'm not saying that the man did do it. I'm not saying that the man didn't do it. Um, but, you know, I think the proper steps have been taken um, to try and solve this mystery or this this incident um, that had transpired 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, it is unfortunate that his health has declined over the years. He just had surgery to remove cancer from his stomach, and now his attorney is saying that he might not be fit to um, to, to appear in court and, and, and be tried for this crime. 
due to his health and possible Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, and it, it sucks. There's nothing else I can say other than the fact that the situation sucks for all parties involved, and we just hope that there's some answers and uh, you know to, to, to the questions that have been spoken of over the past 30 years regarding the situation. And that's really all that I can say about that. Yeah, I mean, the problem with this with this situation is, and like you said, there are people that are out there that say they're in the know. And I get it. And I get it if you're you're close to, to Jimmy Snuka um, and he told you what actually happened, uh, you're going to believe him. I mean, just like any family member, friend, you're going to believe what they tell you. Um, ultimately, the, the thing with this story is the only person that really, really definitively knows what happened that day is, in fact, Jimmy Snuka. And... Uh, is it even worth the taxpayers' money to, to attempt uh, to garner some sort of conviction? I, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't know. It just seems um, it seems like a waste of money um, at this point. Snooker is, is a battered guy, um, but it remains to be seen. But definitely, uh, you know, you know, it's a tough it's a tough situation to look at. And in, in the context of that situation, I think that we've run into. Uh, um, an area now with the WWE um, with their hall of fame that they they've opened Pandora's box to a certain extent. And, and I, I believe they opened Pandora's box with the Hulk Hogan incident. And the, the problem with the WWE, and I know that like you, you, there's semantics here with the WWE that you hear that, you know, these guys aren't out of the hall of fame, but they're off the website. But the thing is that there's, you know, there's no actual hall of fame, you know, there's no building. So, your name being pulled out of the Hall of Fame section of the website is kind of being pulled out of the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, if, if Major League Baseball, you know, swiped someone off like everything on MLB.com, but their plaque was still hanging in Cooperstown, well, then that's a different story because it's a building. And what the WWE has done, I think it's a very slippery slope, and it's very dangerous where they've gone now because you had a guy like Hogan – who said something behind closed doors, didn't know he was being recorded, and he was pulled out for that. Well, then, obviously, if you're going to pull a guy off the Hall of Fame, off the website, because of that, well, someone that's charged with murder, you have to. You have to pull him out. And I'm not saying that I, I don't think anyone should be pulled out. I think they should be separate entities. And if you want to take everything else off the website, that's fine. Taking their names out of the Hall of Fame section is just not right. It's a very slippery slope. These men are not saints. And just because they're in there now does not mean they're, gonna have, they're not going to have another transgression down the road apiece. And it's going to start to get downright silly with the Hall of Fame. I mean, as of now, we know that Sonny is having her controversies. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think, well, Hogan's being recorded and doesn't know he's being recorded. And he's arguably the greatest of all time. And he's pulled out of the Hall of Fame section. Well, Sonny is kind of selling herself on Skype. How is she not taken out of the Hall of Fame? You know, a lot of people look at what Sonny's doing to be more egregious than what Hogan did. Um, and, and it's a slippery slope. I mean, what happens as these guys slip up down the road a piece? What happens when, when God forbid, you know, somebody like is, is uh, you know, gets a DUI or, or is involved in a, in a spousal abuse kind of situation or – I mean, does anything, gets arrested in a fight at a bar. I mean, it's just, it's a very slippery slope when you've decided now we're going to start plucking guys out. 
you know, EMP were talking about Kevin Nash and Kevin Nash with his his Twitter controversy, and now he's saying his Twitter account was hacked. Um, but it just becomes, to me, Dave, a very slippery slope that I I don't think the WWE should have entered into this. It's it's a bad precedent. It's a bad. Uh, it's like I said, it's Pandora's box. If you if you want to strip people off the the the, uh, the website, that's fine. Uh, you want to take their images. You want you don't want to sell their merchandise. Fine. Just to me. Leave that Hall of Fame section uh, alone. It's just it should be something that just should never be touched. It should never be altered. It is what it is. Once you're inducted, you're in. Um, different story if there was a building, but to me, it's just a real slippery slope. And it's a shame now that like over like a few months, we've seen the images of Jimmy Snuka and Hulk Hogan taken out of that Hall of Fame section. Are you there, Dave? Did we lose Dave? Are we still in the air? I'm Dave. still here. Oh, there you are. Okay. I didn't hear you. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe my mic was muted. Who knows? Um, in regards to the, the situation, um, it was very difficult as a Hogan fan witnessing all this and seeing it. But personally, WWE... I understand why they did what they did. I think they went a little overkill, but because they went overkill on the Hogan situation, now they set a precedent that they had to take action regarding someone that's in their Hall of Fame. Now, I totally agree with you and with others that are that are, are making references to Sonny and what she's doing by basically selling sex or sexual acts through Skype. I think it's I think it's wrong, and I think it's something that WWE should have acted upon um, much sooner. However, I will say that the difference between her situation and the situation between Hogan and Jimmy Snuka is that Hogan and Jimmy Snuka's transgressions or lack thereof, or whatever you want to refer to them as, those those pieces of news hit mainstream media. Sonny's incidents with 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 her with her ways of earning a living through through Skype, has only really made it to the wrestling circuit. You're not seeing it on the local news or, or, on, or on any of the, uh, the, the major you know, network uh, websites like ABC or, 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 or CBS or any of the big major news networks. You're not seeing her story there because it's basically it's a wrestling story. It's not, really, it's not garnering huge interest from the public. I mean, there's probably a million girls out there that, that – some famous, some not, are doing the same thing on Skype that she's doing. You're not going to report every single incident to the to the to the, uh, the the news outlet. So I think that's the only difference there as to why it's not garnering that much of it, why WWE's not acting on it more aggressively than they did with Jimmy Snuka and Hulk Hogan. But I totally understand your your point, and I I agree with what you're saying that maybe they should be more aggressive about it. But they the, once they once they did what they did with Hogan, they set, like you said, a bad precedent. And now they, they're, they're, they're drawing a fine line here. So no matter who screws up at this point, whether you get a parking ticket or you get a DUI or whatever, there could be some consequences if you are enshrined into the WWE Hall of Fame. You may lose your spot temporarily or who knows. But they, they, they did set a bad precedent in how they handled the Hogan situation. Completely, totally agree. 
Because the thing is, I mean, now like what you're saying, and I and I I hear that, you know, that that Sunny right now is a is kind of a lower level story, but again, you still like I, I know I keep saying it, slippery slope. Um, you've opened yourself up, so you know uh, a, a Stone Cold uh, down, down the road a piece. The Rock goes in the Hall of Fame. I mean. That guy has any transgression. That is making every mainstream media outlet. You, you wind up pulling him out once he gets in. Do you, do you pull? Out? I mean, it's almost like you're kind of a victim of your your level of success. If you're um, a big enough star and you're gonna main, you're gonna garner a little bit of mainstream media attention, um, they're gonna pull your name out. And it's just it's uh, I, it just was not good because you know, like we said before. I mean, even like previous transgressions. But let's face it. I mean, most Hall of Fames in sports as well as they're not saints. You know what? I mean, the WWE Hall of Fame, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball, whatever. It's not the Nice Guy Hall of Fame. It's not the Saint Hall of Fame. It's not the, hey, gee golly, good guy Hall of Fame. No, it's a Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And if you've ever been around the pro wrestling business, I mean, I've met some great people in pro wrestling. Uh, most of which, though, are not saints. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's just, you know, it's a boys' club. Uh, it, it, you know, that's just, it is what it is. Okay, and I, and I don't mean to like sound like I'm I'm ragging on anyone or say it. Just, you know, they're not saints. And and to set a precedent where, oh, if a guy slips up, if a guy gets arrested, I mean, now where's the criteria? Also, I mean, now we have like, you know, Hogan said something in, in his bedroom that got recorded, and he's out. You know, Snooker, okay, fine. He, he potentially killed somebody 30 years ago. Um, that gets him booted. But wh- where's, the, where's the criteria? Like, how, how bad does it have to be? You know, if you beat up your wife, does that get you kicked out, or, or do they accept that? You know, it's just to me, it's like, just leave it alone. Just leave the Hall of Fame alone. Let whatever happens, happens, play itself out in, in, in court or wherever it's going to play itself out. Um but leave the Hall of Fame alone. It, it's just something, you know, I think all Hall of Fames should just be, uh, they, they should just be left alone. It's just consistent. You're, you're inducted for what you did in your given profession, and it, sh- it should be left at that. So, I mean, that's my feeling. I think, Dave, we're both kind of on the same page here. It's just, um, and especially whether you're going to get into semantics about, well, he's not really out of the Hall of Fame. He's just, uh, you know, off the website, but there is no actual Hall of Fame. So to me, like that, that website, that listing of Hall of Fame members on the WWE.com, that right now is the Hall of Fame. That's all that exists as far as the WWE Hall of Fame. So, um, you know, it's kind of like going to Cooperstown, pulling someone's plaque out of the building, but saying they're not really out of the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, they kind of are. Now, hopefully down the road, you know, Cooler heads will prevail. Things will blow over, and and both of them will be back in the Hall of Fame. And again, I would like to see the WWE once they get past this and these guys go back into the Hall of Fame. At least their names are there. Um, change your policy. Just change the policy. Just leave it alone. All other punishments are warranted. Firing, not selling merchandise, everything else. Leave the Hall of Fame alone. And the Guess it's all we got to say about that. Uh, but felt like we had to address the snooker issue because uh, we didn't get a chance to get it. Um, uh, speaking of Hall of Famers, though, potential future Hall of Famer Brie Bella on the precipice of history tonight uh, to become the the longest reigning Divas champion. And uh, you know, Dave, this is one of the things like to me. It's, it's it's a little bit of 
WWE revisionist history. Um, it's the Divas Championship. It's not the, the Women's Championship. There are people that have had longer reigns uh, with the ladies, the Women's Championship. Um, it is a record, uh, so I guess you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, it's interesting with, with this record, and, and, you know, Brie, at least right now, it's like the, uh, let's say Brie, Nikki, sorry, Nikki. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, it's, I don't know, like, you have this diva revolution, um, and, and it, it's a diva revolution, you know, I don't know if it's a real diva revolution or if it's a diva revolution because Stephanie told us it's a diva revolution. Um, but you kind of have the old guard, so to speak, the eye candy kind of divas versus the, uh, the divas that, uh, can wrestle. Um, but, uh, potentially, uh, history, uh, on its way, Dave. It's, I mean, I like how they're putting importance into the women's matches, but it felt like you said, the diva revolution. Is it really a revolution or is it a revolution because Stephanie McMahon told us? It felt very controlled, very contrived. I mean, to me, I just felt like, you know, she had her pairing the girls with each other and, and it just, I don't know, it just didn't, I mean, at first it was cool, but then as time went on, it just kind of seemed to be the same old thing over and over again. Um, and I'm hoping that depending on if, if Charlotte were to win tonight's title, we see some change in the division in terms of the 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 girls are going to be in the in the in the, the forefront in the limelight in the title picture. Um, I mean, that's where we'll see a real revolution, where we'll see these girls, you know, really taking center stage um, and representing the the women of WWE. Uh, you know, I, I think looking back on it, starting it out the way that they did with all these girls. I think there were just too many of them to bring up. And I, like I said, I said it from the beginning. What does it make the girls down in NXT look like? All right, Sasha Banks and Bailey had a phenomenal match the last takeover from Brooklyn the night before SummerSlam. But who's there left after those two? You know, now you got Bailey left. She's the only one that, I mean, they've got to start bumping up the divas, or the girl, excuse me, the girls there down in NXT, or you shouldn't have brought all those girls up to begin with. Um, hopefully after tonight, um, I'm kind of hoping Charlotte wins uh, just so we can get a fresh face and some different blood. But I'm kind of hoping that they drop the whole Divas thing and they bring back the women's championship. Cause I, I, I mean, it seems like they they, they want to brand their girls as Divas, but it hasn't really done them any justice over the years because the Divas haven't really wrestled too much. Uh, it's been a lot of eye candy over the, over the better part of a decade for WWE. So, uh, you know, maybe by branding them as women's wrestlers, people will take them more seriously. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going on a limb. I'll say Charlotte wins tonight and breaks that record. I hope so. I mean, Nick, it, it, stop ahead, Nikki sorry. from breaking the record. Uh, I should rephrase that. I hope she wins so that she stops Nikki from breaking the record. How? Although WWE, they they wouldn't mind sticking it to CM Punk because that's his wife, uh, AJ Lee, who holds the record. So. It wouldn't surprise me if she got the win uh, tonight either, but I'm kind of hoping Charlotte wins, you get a fresh face, and they really mix it up with the girls. And it's not just, you know, the same old, same old like we've seen over the years. That There's actual yeah. wrestling. Yeah, and I think I think you got to get away from, you know, you know every girl, like, being part of a faction. Uh, if you want to start, like, one female faction out there, all right, fine. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, and you hear like stuff. I mean, I gotta tell you, like, get out there and listen to. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and uh, you know, Chris Jericho puts out a real good podcast, and uh, you know, he was saying it's like it, it, it's starting to feel like, you know, uh, rather than it really being a revolution, being another contrived WWE storyline, that it's not, it's not really revolutionizing anything yet. Now, if Charlotte wins tonight. Then maybe we are looking at, at, at to move in a new direction. Maybe we are looking to to really change things up. And and I think I mean, Dave, I'll tell you, you know, nail on the head to to rechristen this uh, the women's championship uh, to get rid of that dopey divas belt and give us a, a new uh, you know, and it could be feminine, but but something you know, the NXT women's belt is is better than the divas belt. I mean, give us something better, a little more respectful. And I'll tell you, if Charlotte wins, and like next week she comes out on Raw and says, "This is not the Divas Championship anymore. This is WWE Women's Wrestling Championship." I think most fans would love it. Um, I wouldn't, uh, being a betting man, I wouldn't bet on that happening. Uh, but I would love to see something like that. I just, I, I don't like the branding of Divas. Uh, I hated the fact that you know they branded them Divas, so it was like TNA had to catch up, and they they called their ladies Knockouts. Uh, I, I just don't like the whole thing. It's just it it they're, they're women. They're they're ladies wrestlers. You know they don't um or or they want to go female superstars. If they got to go in that direction because we can't say wrestling anymore. Go figure. Um, but I just think that it's if you, if you want it to be a revolution, something revolutionary has to happen. Um, and you know right now it's just like you said they brought up so many people at the same time. Uh, you know what do you do? What do you, what do you do to really make this a revolution? Uh, or do you have something where Charlotte's about to beat uh, Nikki and you got, uh, you know, Becky interferes and, so, and then you got Becky and Charlotte uh, pissed at each other or so, something just to shake it up a little bit? Because, you know, it, it's it's interesting. That's the thing with, with pro wrestling, especially with the WWE. You're running Monday Night Raw. You run three hours for Monday Night Raw. You're running SmackDown. You know, you, you have you have tons of programming. Things that are new get old really fast if you don't continue to change it up. And the idea of a Divas Revolution was definitely something that I think a lot of wrestling fans are really excited about. Um, but it's become something that I think Stephanie just told us it's a revolution, and it's not really a revolution. Will it become a revolution tonight? Will we see some changes in the Divas slash women's wrestling division in the WWE on the season premiere? of Monday Night Raw remains to be seen. We had so much talk about tonight. We got Steve Off who's going to be joining us on the other side of the break. We got to get to your calls. We're going to talk some tag team wrestling a little bit later on. What's going on with tag teams in the WWE? Are we looking forward to another golden age, perhaps, in tag team wrestling? What are your thoughts on Sting being in the main event at Night of, Quest- Night of-, Night of Questions? Night of Champions. So many things to go through. We want to hear from you, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. But right now, at this point, it is time for the 50-50 Day 5 News Report. Good evening. You know what time it is. It's time to be informed on all the comings and goings in the world of professional wrestling. This is the Day 5 50-50 News Report, live right here on the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk, brought to you in part by PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network. Subscribe to 1640 PWPR for free right now on iTunes and check out some very entertaining and informative pro wrestling talk that only 1640 provides. So many great shows to choose from. 
What are you waiting for? Subscribe right now. But before you do that, take a listen to what news I've gathered up this week. Jim Ross revealed in his weekly blog this past week that, in his opinion, he feels that The Undertaker will not retire at WrestleMania 32 next spring. He also expressed his feelings on the potential Taker-Lesnar rubber match not taking place at that very same event, but much sooner. Following those comments, F4WOnline.com reports that allegedly the feeling among WWE management and Undertaker is that it looks as if WrestleMania 32 will not be the swan song for the dead man. Previous reports had suggested it would be the case, but now those plans seem to have changed. Based on Taker's involvement at SummerSlam, along with his upcoming appearances on the Mexico Tour next month, all signs point to Undertaker's in-ring days continuing in the part-time capacity that we have seen in recent years. For how long? Nobody knows. TNA Hall of Famer Kurt Angle announced last week that he plans to return to action at next month's Bound for Glory weekend festivities, which includes a live event on the 3rd of October and the following evening's BFG pay-per-view. His opponent for the live event is scheduled to be Eric Young. His Bound for Glory opponent has not been determined, but could end up being Eric Young anyhow. During that announcement, Angle publicly stated that once his contract expires in January of 2016, that he will not be renewing his deal with TNA. He also stated that he will not entertain offers from WWE. Instead, he looks to take a year off from the business to spend time with family and evaluate his career moving forward. (coughs) Excuse me. On the subject of another TNA departure, rumors this week suggest that WWE is interested in bringing back the Hardys into the company, but more importantly, Jeff Hardy. In a backstage segment between the Dudleys and Edge and Christian on last week's Raw, the Hardys were mentioned, given the history they had with both of those teams. Jeff's name has come up in polls on WWE.com asking fans if they would be excited to see a return. With those variables in effect, there's no coincidence that WWE is showing interest. Jeff has the bigger contract of the two, and with TNA looking to cut costs any way they can, Hardy could be another big name to leave the company in recent years because of keeping the payroll down. No details as to when the Hardy's TNA deals end, but with the uncertain future of TNA seemingly dominating the news this past year, don't be surprised if WWE makes a play for the brothers from Cameron, North Carolina. Global Force Wrestling has been hunting for a TV deal the last several months, and one has been reached, but not domestically here in the United States, but over in the U.K. GFW announced today that they reached an international TV distribution deal with the London-based sales group known as BCI, Boulder Creek International. The group will help distribute GFW's AMP program beginning this November. Still no word or lead in an American on an American television deal for the Upstart promotion. The next set of television tapings for GFW will take place on October 23rd from the Orleans Arena in beautiful, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And finally, our fifth story this week, some breaking news perhaps. WWE Creative is looking to possibly begin a heel turn for one Roman Reigns, according to the Wrestling Observer Radio. The angle with the Wyatt family is being described as the early stages for this turn. 
The idea behind it would be Reigns is upset with Ambrose for involving his cousin, Jimmy Uso, into the mix and getting hurt when he didn't want any of his own family involved to begin with. No other details as to when the turn will occur, but with management realizing Reigns' run as a main event babyface didn't go as planned, now the only other option in their mind is to turn him heel. It should also be noted that that Reigns' name came up in the rumor mill this week as it was reported that John Cena would be away from the WWE title picture until 2016, and only after Seth Rollins drops the title to Reigns at some point and Reigns has a run before dropping at the Cena. No other details surrounding that scenario at this time, but if the company is planning on Cena tying Ric Flair's world title record, then it makes sense for him to defeat a heel, Roman Reigns. There you have it. The best damn news report in the business. The best damn news report in the 1640 Network, the day 5-50-50. For a transcript of tonight's report in in the event that you missed it, Head on over to the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page as well as the 1640 PWPR Facebook page right now. Tune in next week for another fun-filled, informative, entertaining, and verbally award-winning edition, according to Mr. Trivia, of the Dave 55050 News Report. Pro wrestling historian Dave Rosenbluth signing off. Good stuff, as always. So much information to take in. Um, But let's get to it. Let's go... Right out to the phones, because we got the one and only independent sensation Steve Off is on the line. Let's bring him on board. Steve, how you doing this evening? Gentlemen, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. What about you guys? We are doing all right. Glad, you know, it's been a while since we've spoken. Uh, you got a big show coming up, and from what I understand, you have a big announcement. So without further ado, the floor is yours, my friend. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for giving me the floor, and thank you for putting me over huge, better than I ever could before I came <laughs> on the air. As far as my announcement, I received, and uh, I apologize for this being so last minute, but I received a text message earlier today from Jimmy Noonan, who is the former WWE head of security. He starred in Super Troopers. You guys, I'm sure, know who he is. On the board of investors of Pro Wrestling Magic, he texted me and said, Steve, I have a big announcement, but I'm busy in Hollywood filming right now. So I need you to do me a favor. I need you to call your buddies at the Ken Reedy Show and make this announcement. Of course, I jumped at the opportunity, and this announcement is this. As previously announced, we have Robbie E. from Impact Wrestling coming in for our October 9th one-night-only show in New Milford, New Jersey. However, we kind of uh, the Board of Investors kind of felt that this show was lacking, and we, the roster, kind of agreed that there's just one more thing we got to add, and that's a huge TV star, a known wrestling name. And that's why, while he will make his debut in the ring on October 9th, Robbie E. will be in attendance this Friday night, Pro Wrestling Magic, Pagoda VFW, 8 p.m., $12 at the door, $10 in advance. And I'm not sure exactly what he's doing. That's the thing, because Mr. Noonan left that out. He said just that he was going to be there. Now, I don't know if he's going to be making his debut early. I don't know what he's got to say. I don't know if he's going to drop the boom on somebody. But Robbie E. will be in attendance not only on October 9th, but this Friday, September 18th as well. Well, that's definitely some big news, uh, bringing in a name like that. Uh, that's awesome, you know, Pro Wrestling Magic. Uh, you know, it's funny because as we talk, you know, we're talking at the beginning of the show about our 1640 network. 
and um, mm-hmm. you know, like the little engine that could. And uh, you know, it's cool seeing like you know, pro wrestling magic kind of that that similar feel that it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and keeps growing and growing. And now a uh, a major TV name uh, added to the show this Friday night. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. I know the show is already jam packed. I know a lot of the matches. There's probably one or two that haven't been announced. But it's jam-packed, overbooked with awesome talent. So how can you go wrong at that price? Well, no matter what, how can you go wrong at that price? But especially with a jam-packed, talent-filled show, that you know, you come see the future today, why wouldn't you? And plus, you know, one of the big stars currently in TNA, like, you, you got to be out of your mind to not want to come to this show. I, I know I'm a little biased because I'm involved in the company, but come on. Come on. <laughs> WrestlingIsMagic.com for ticket info. We also have... A limited number of seats left at the VIP rate of $25. That comes with a guaranteed front row seat. Early admission for a meet and greet with some of our stars, including Mr. Robbie E. In the ring, by the way. And a Pro Wrestling Magic logo t-shirt. That's, that's a cool deal. That's that's a ticket, front row, autographs, and a t-shirt. Can't go wrong for $25 there. Um you know, Absolutely. for those people who, who you know, obviously we, we've talked, uh, on, but, but, you know, let's say there's some people out there that are listening to the show for the first time, maybe listening to you for the first time, you know, coming to see uh, Wrestling Magic, uh, Pro Wrestling Magic, uh, what what can fans expect to see out of this show? Well, fans can expect to see something they like, no matter what style of wrestling they're into, because you see, you know, we got the... Uh, the technical wizards, if you will, who do a bunch of submissions and suplexes and stuff. We have some high flyers, too. We have brawlers. We have old school, new school. There's a little bit of everything for everyone on this show, and that, that's what's a little different, because most of the independents, they cater to one audience or the other. It's like a kid's show with all old school, which is awesome, or you know, a modern, kind of high-spotty athletic style, which is also cool. But to combine those two, mix it up a little bit, stir up the pot, see what you get, pro wrestling meets sports entertainment all under one roof, I don't think there's a better product pound for pound out there for everybody right now on the indie scene. It's interesting. You know, I got I got to say, you know, I was listening to uh, Paul Stanley actually recently, and he was talking about when he started, when he formed KISS, and they were – they would go out and they got. They actually wound up getting booted off a lot of tours, opening for bands because they were blowing the the uh, main events out of the water. Um, mm-hmm. But he had said that he had said that we really weren't musicians. Uh, we were fans that created a band that we always wanted to see. Uh, so it's like we weren't we weren't really a band. We just wanted to be the band that we never got to see in concert. Um, on on some levels, and I'm curious your thoughts on on just that statement because it seems like. What you're doing with pro wrestling magic is you're kind of creating the independent show you would want to go to. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm a fan of pretty much every style of wrestling. I'm not the biggest into lucha under like not I mean, like lucha underground, but lucha libre. I'm not the biggest fan of that. I'm more into like the uh, old school American and the current Japanese product. But you know, that being said, I do appreciate it. So we do. You know, we have to have a little bit of everything, and that's that's what I'd like to see on the show. Absolutely, and I never ever got to see that. I always saw, you know, the WWE style, which is great, or, you know, the ROH style, also great, or, you know, the super indie stuff, and, and, you know, I don't see the reason to pick just one genre. It's like, you know, I listen to everything from heavy metal to country music. Like, why wouldn't I have that all on one album if I could get it? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure this is like preaching to the choir here, but, you know, 
if you have these four or five different styles that are awesome, why pick one? Why not give a little bit of everything? I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, give us a, a, load, a rundown of some of the names that we can uh, expect to see on Friday night at uh, Pro Wrestling Magic. Well, we've got the semifinals and finals of the Pro Wrestling Magic Singles Championship Tournament, which is kind of the reason why the show's so overbooked with talent, but I see that as a good thing. We have Magic, all 300-plus pounds of them going one-on-one with Chikara's Juan Francisco de Coronado. You would think this is a one-sided match with a huge size advantage for Magic, but uh, Mr. Coronado is definitely one of the best technical wrestlers and acrobatic wrestlers in the world today, so I wouldn't write him off. Although Magic is still my pick in that match. We also have Dave Davis, the young upstart from old-time wrestling down in South Jersey, going head-to-head with the former ECWA heavyweight champion, Ricky Martinez, who has to be the favorite in this match on paper. But same with Magic and Coronado, you can't write Dave Davis off. It's definitely, you know, stranger things have happened, and he definitely has the talent to bump off Ricky Martinez. Whether he'll do it or not, I don't know. But I guess we'll just have to see. We also have... The Down Boys and Glitz and Glamour for the World Tag Team Championship. And that is a feud that's been all over New Jersey, I believe a couple other states too, all over the East Coast. And it's one of the best tag team wrestling feuds on the independent circuit today that's getting renewed for at least one more match this Friday night. And that brings me to my match. We have Koost is back in action, who's Trap Lash and myself, Stormforce will face the oddball team of Peacemaker and Everett Cross. Now, you know, the last show, Chad Adams kind of screwed me out of the tag team titles, long story short, and Everett Cross had a lot to do with the beating I took in May, Peacemaker had a lot to do with the screw job in June, so I figured, why not put it all in one ring at one time, if we win, we get a shot whenever we want it at the winners of the Down Boys versus Glitz and Glamour for the tag titles, and if we lose, we have to leave Pro Wrestling Magic and never team again. So, big wow. stakes there. We also have Sammy Pandora versus Tara Calloway in the last semifinal match in our women's championship tournament. And we have a mixed tag team match. The Jersey Devil and Diana Perrazzo take on OVW standout Damian Adams and Araya Cadenza from NYWC, who's making her debut. So, it's a loaded card. There's like five or six more guys that are going to be there with matches not announced yet. So who knows what's going to happen, except that it's going to be awesome. You know, and, and the, it's cool, like, hearing you, you talk about it because you sound like you, there's a certain excitement, uh, borderline downright giddiness in your voice as you're, as you're describing yep. it. I'm curious, like, now, like, having some, some hand uh, behind the scenes doing um, – mm-hmm. You know, some from some promoting work as well as uh, being on the card and wrestling. Uh, what's that like now? Is is it tough? Are you really enjoying it? I mean, wearing you know different hats for this company. What's that been like? Both. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the best experience I've ever had because I get to enjoy it as a fan, as a competitor, and as in and as entertainer. Obviously, because we kind of do both, and as a promoter, like. It's it's tough to describe how awesome it is because you really have to be there to experience it. But it's like those are three things I've done. I've been a fan in the past. Currently a wrestler, hope to make that you know something a little bigger. And when I was all said and done, I did plan on running my own promotion. So it's like I'm kind of getting all three at once, and that's awesome. And as far as how tough it is, I also can't put that into words because I'm pretty much doing everything. Like I am the street team 
because Mr. Noonan's out in California. Most of our talent doesn't really live locally, so I'm pretty much doing all the promotion, and luckily we got people doing the Facebook and Twitter. I don't have to worry about that, but yeah, it's like doing all the work and then seeing it all come together is so rewarding. Uh, as grueling as it is, and as much as I wouldn't wish that workload on my worst enemy, it, it's so rewarding. Show day. Well, that's cool. I mean, what, what's the old saying? Uh, you know, find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. So it, it sounds yep. like you're, uh, it's hard work, but at least you're enjoying it. Before we let you go, just tell the good people uh, all the details, where they can get tickets. Uh, so make sure we pack the house on Friday night. All right. Well, tickets are discounted in advance for $10. They're 12 at the door, which isn't much more, but why not save a couple bucks and buy them in advance over at WrestlingIsMagic.com. We also have a limited number of VIP packages available still, which includes, like I said previously, a guaranteed front row seat, early admission for a meet and greet, and a Pro Wrestling Magic t-shirt. Those are also available at WrestlingIsMagic.com. At Pro Wrestling Magic on Instagram, we only really post on show day, but follow it because it's going to be awesome every show day. At Wrestling Magic on Twitter, Pro Wrestling Magic on Facebook. And I think that's pretty much it. Come on down to the Bogota, New Jersey VFW this Friday night. Bell time's 8 p.m. VIP admission's at 7, and normal admission is at 7.30. Awesome. Great stuff. And you know what? If you didn't catch that and you want to you know, message the show and you didn't get all that information... By all means, shoot the Ken Reedy Show a message, and we'll point you in the right direction to get tickets. Steve, always a pleasure. Have a great show Friday night, and, you know, anytime you want to come on the show and we'll talk some wrestling, uh, obviously you're always more than welcome. Thanks for popping on board. Absolutely, brother. I'll be back. Thanks for having me. Take it easy. You too. And there you have it, the one and only Steve Off, you know, wearing all sorts of hats, putting, uh, you know, wrestling magic, pro wrestling magic on the map, uh, yeah, it's interesting, Dave, I mean, philosophically, and I do see it a lot on the independent scene, as well as, like, you know, televised programs. You, you do have a lot of programming, uh, you know, whether televised or not, that, that adhere to one style or, uh, you know, similar styles. And uh, it's interesting to hear Steve talk, and at least philosophically, um, you know, he's trying to hit all styles uh, of pro wrestling, so depending on where your fandom is, uh, you'll you'll find at least something that you're gonna like on that show. Uh, uh, ambitious undertaking, but uh, philosophically, it definitely sounds pretty cool, Dave. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's it's funny how you see guys now in the independents and what they do. You know, all the hats that they wear, like Steve Off does, but. Um, you know, the little engine that could that you mentioned earlier was the original ECW. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys in that promotion all wore plenty of different hats. Nunzio and Tommy Dreamer handled merchandise. Bubba Ray Dudley used to book the shows and book the, the, the venues. Uh, Taz ran their, their training facility where he trained all the wrestlers. So not only were you just a talent, but you were also helping um, the other aspects of the promotion. And I think that's the norm in independent wrestling these days, especially for newer upstart promotions that don't have the funds to obviously hire somebody to do a lot of that stuff. So it's pretty cool hearing it from him and him being on our show and him being, you know, associated with our show over the past several years. It's uh it's pretty cool seeing where it's where it's where it's come from and where he's going with the promotion. Yeah, and again, I mean, the website pro wrestling pro wrestling is magic dot com, but again, if you didn't get 
all the information for tickets, by all means, uh, shoot us a message here at the Ken Reedy Show. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction to get you uh, some tickets for, for Friday's show. And Cole, you know, he comes on our show to make the announcement that uh, Robbie E is going to be there. And, you know, and, and honestly, tickets, it's a good deal. I mean, $10 in advance, $12 at the door. That, that front row deal uh, for 25 bucks, uh, that's a pretty good deal. I and mean, when you're talking ticket, um, you know, at least uh, for a front row ticket, it, most indie places, it's going to be like 12 to $15 for a, uh, you know, a front row ticket. T-shirt usually is going to run you at least 10 to $15. Uh, and autographs, I mean, the, the low end of autographs when you're, when you're purchasing autographs are like $5 a piece. I mean, you're quite literally, you're getting like a, Forty, fifty dollar value for for twenty five bucks. I mean, that's that's a pretty you know if you're into the wrestling thing and you're looking to like beef up your autograph collection, you want that front row seat, you get a t shirt. Uh, that twenty five dollars, that's a, that's a pretty decent deal, Dave. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, wrestling merchandise doesn't come cheap, and uh, you know, I know personally uh, between autographs <laughs> and t and, and and stuff like that, so. To, to, to get that kind of deal at, at, at a show like you know Pro Wrestling Magic, that's uh, that's something you don't want to you know uh, walk away from. Yeah, I mean, just in and of itself, I mean, you could see Robbie E almost charging twenty bucks uh, just for his autograph alone. So good stuff. Check out Pro Wrestling Magic. Let's get back into uh, you know we we're talking about the WWE and we wanted to hit uh, a little bit of the tag teams. Then we're going to go out to your calls, but uh, you know. Tag team division, it's interesting. Uh, are we headed towards another tag team golden age? Um, you know, you hit it, Dave, in your news. Uh, potential interest in Jeff Hardy, if not the Hardys. Um, you know, you bring them into the mix uh, with the addition of uh, the Dudleys. You have New Day, who is just gold week in and week out. Um, you know, the Usos potentially coming back. And then some of the complementary teams like the Lucha Lucha Dragons, uh, Primetime Players, the Ascension. Um, all of a sudden, you got like a a real good tag team division. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's purely speculation. Um, the Hardys coming back could, uh, you know, harken back to a, a great era of tag team wrestling. Uh, you know, obviously a little bit older, a little bit slower, but uh, still the name recognition is there. Um, I don't know your thoughts, Dave. I, I still don't know if we're, um, I mean, partially it's the PG era, partially just uh, these old tag teams obviously being a little older. Um, I don't know if, if, I, if I'm prepared to say we're headed towards a golden age, but at least there's, there's going to be a lot of validity to this tag team division. Tag team wrestling is going to be important again. Um, it's becoming important, and, and, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said it on the show before, in, in the past few years, they seem to have slowly built the tag team division up in certain phases and stages with certain teams. You know, with, with Kane and Daniel Bryan, the Shield, the Usos, and then you know the Wyatts eventually, and uh, you know now with 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 New Day and the Primetime Players, and uh, you know the one thing that I don't like is that, and it, and it happens. It not just doesn't happen in the tag team division, but it's happened in in other divisions as well. And it, it was the norm years ago. But it seems like um, they go through a formula 
with when it comes to starting a, a rivalry with whether it be two teams or two individuals over a championship belt. Um, the challenger will end up pinning the champion, whether it be in a tag team match or in a non-title match or in some match of some kind, to earn themselves a championship opportunity, and then they win the title shortly thereafter, and then they begin the feud that way. Um, I don't think we're necessarily on the cusp of the golden age of tag team wrestling. I think it's a different era, but I think tag team wrestling will be relevant and important again. I think bringing in the Dudleys will help that with these other teams. But to me, I think seeing, not seeing the same two teams go at it every so often, unless the feud is really a real, you know, juicy feud to get into where, where you really want to see both these teams going at each other. But to me, like, I, how I would book the tag team division right now, New Day has the championship belts, and they're cheating every possible way they can to keep those titles from every team. The primetime players, the, the, the Lucha Dragons, the, the, the Dudleys, the Usos eventually when they return. And, and, and build it up until you get, like, one of those teams to finally knock them off over the course of several months, if not a year. Do it like, the, do it like you used to do back in the day. Or... You were, or you take a, two teams that work so well together and put on some badass classic matches that you let them go at it with each other um, over the over the championship belt over the course of several months. Uh, I mean, I just think it can't be. So, it, sometimes it seems very controlled and almost and almost similar to how Stephanie McMahon set up the Diva Revolution. You know, this is how that they want you to see it, and this is how they want it to to be portrayed to you as the audience, as opposed to you dictating who you want the champs or whatever teams to face off. I will say this. I'm kind of digging the fact that they put the Ascension with Stardust, kind of gives them something to do and makes them seem relevant and important. And at the same time, pairing them up against Neville and the Lucha Dragons, the three little high flyers, you could eventually branch off and reignite the, 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 the Lucha Dragons and the Ascension in a feud together. The, they had some great matches down in NXT against each other for the NXT Tag Team titles. Stuff we've talked about in the past, about having teams face each other, not just to face each other for the championship, but because they don't like you or, or vice versa. You know, Just have some real meaning to these matches. Don't just put these two teams out there for the sake of putting them out there and hope that you know they create magic. I think you've got to... You, you, you got to give people a reason to want to see these two teams go at it with each other. So, um, But I think that the tag team division in the past three years has been light years better than what we've seen it in the past decade. And it's interesting that you brought up because there there are similarities with the the rebuilding of the diva division and and you know we could I I know for a fact that Triple H is like you know Monday nights he's hanging out he probably finds like you know a a closet somewhere, sneaks in there, grabs his smartphone, and and puts on the show um, and listens to what we're talking about. Um, because, we, you know, per, like, you know, a number of our discussions, uh, you know, a while back, and when we had talked about the three-hour Raw, and, you know, that, that becomes, you know, it's cyclical um, because the three-hour Raw has been rough for, for years. Um, and we've talked about it, and one of the things we brought up a number of times was if you make all the other titles relevant, then you've got stuff that can fill up the the three hours. You know, it doesn't have to be all about uh, John Cena or, or the, the WWE title picture. You have, like, now you can build segments around each belt, and now you have you can stretch out that, that show. And, you know, it's been hit or miss, 
Um, but the interesting thing is when I look at the way they've, they've built, and they have, they have looked now, and kudos to Triple H for really for just listening to our show. But otherwise, to, to the way he's built up the other championship belts, because over the past few years, finally, the IC title, especially the U.S. title, the Divas title, and the tag team championship matter more. Um, but I will say this, when you said when you reference the Divas, you know, and the Diva Revolution, I do think they've done a more effective job at rebuilding the tag team division than they have so far with the ladies. Because as much as they do dictate, they didn't come out and just tell us. They didn't come out and say, it's a tag team revolution. You know, we're bringing back tag team wrestling. It was kind of one of those things where like, all of a sudden you looked up and you're like, wow, the tag team division is actually pretty cool right now. Um, it, it was it was more of a subtle build to me. It was more of a a long term solution that they slowly but surely rebuilt the tag team division. And I'm not saying it's there yet, but I thought they built that more effectively than just coming out and you know yelling at us. It's a daily revolution, you know, because now it's like oh because you told us it is. Um, so to me, I thought they did a more effective job at, at building up the the tag team division. Than they did the Divas, but they're definitely moving in the right direction. The one thing I want to ask you, Dave, which I find interesting, and uh, and, and I'm going to reference this. I'm going to reference this issue, and then I want to go out to the calls uh, to get what people think. But you bring back the Dudleys, um, potentially. Who knows? Perhaps the Hardys come back. You have Sting, who is going after the WWE Championship and Night of Champions. I'm all cool with that. I think it's cool. Names are names. Ticket sales is ticket sales. It's all about the money. I'm cool with bringing names. As long as they're used effectively. It's funny because you will have, like, you know, people talking at both sides of their mouth. You know, Sting going after the TNA championship. My God, how they have this old guy going after the This is ridiculous. They're, they're squashing young talent. And oh, wait. Sting's in the WWE. Yay! We love Sting! So it's like, it's this weird kind of dichotomy with like, you know, fans sometimes. Um, is this a situation with the WWE, and especially as you move forward to WrestleMania, and, and let's just say for argument's sake, the Hardys do come back, you know, then you'd have the Hardys and probably the Dudleys that would have a spot on the WrestleMania card. Uh, obviously, Taker and, and Lesnar, two part-timers, will have spots on the card. Um, and, and you'd think maybe Sting will. Um, when you bring back these guys, is it a situation where uh, this is bad for young talent? Or is this a situation where, you know, young talent, suck it up, just keep getting better, but these guys are legends, they're names, they're going to sell tickets. Ultimately, this is a business, and you've got to accept the fact there's a business. I, like, personally, Dave, I really don't have a problem with it, but I can see the other side of the coin. From a work rate standpoint, having the young talent working with the experienced veterans and guys who have drawn a substantial amount of money and have done good business over the years, it's a good thing for them. Having New Day work with the Dudleys or to even work with the Hardy, let's just say let's put on our let's let's put on our uh, our you know our, our Booker's cap on and and fantasy booking WrestleMania next year, let's say New Day walks into WrestleMania with a championship and they defend the title in a TLC match against the Dudleys, the Hardys, and let's just throw the Usos in there for argument's sake. A four-team TLC match, okay? Very reminiscent to what we've seen years ago. I, mean, I look at New Day now, and they're like, they, they remind me a lot of 
a cross between the Freebirds and Edge and Christian. They they use the Freebird rule to, to their advantage, but they have some entertaining, over-the-top, quirky antics that make you laugh but also make you want to see people wring their necks and, and, and try and, you know, beat the tar out of them. Anyhow, let's just say that that scenario takes place, okay? That works from a work rate standpoint. But to me, personally, it all depends on what the future of that young talent holds following working with them. If you don't do anything of great significance with that talent following work, following working with a veteran player, then it, it was pointless. You, you want that talent to work with the veteran so that they can go on and do bigger and better things from what they've learned with that person. If, if, they're, if they're working with the guy, and let's just say if it's Rollins, let's, let's just say Rollins and Sting. Rollins and Sting from a work rate standpoint, okay? Sting, I'm sure, is going to teach Rollins some things. And I'm sure Rollins is going to show Sting a thing or two in the ring. But from a, from a storytelling standpoint, where do you – what's going to happen, let's say, if Sting were to beat Seth Rollins for the title? What do you do with Seth Rollins following that? If there's something of, of significance where he's still in the limelight and, he, and depending on the scenario, how his character looks following it, then it works. But if you don't do anything with him and you just kind of cast him off to the side, then you've wasted him in, in that role with Sting. But it, 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 there's two sides to it, at least in my opinion. Agreed, and I think that that winds up being part of the problem. You know, you can do it, but just do it right. And, uh, you know, yeah. don't do you – know, it's not a short-term goal. You know, if you if you have Sting go over – uh, where's where's Seth Rollins going after that? And that's I think ultimately 100 percent, Dave. That's what that's what, if the storytelling is there, um, and you follow through and you you continue to to help the young talent along, then it works. Um, you know I don't think it's a black and white thing. I don't think it's if Rollins loses he's being buried. If he wins he's being pushed. You could still be pushed and lose the belt. He's gonna have to lose the belt at some point. Um, so let's see what happens. And we're gonna really dissect that this Sunday. For our pay-per-view pregame show, which do every pay-per-view, so check us out 6 to 8 p.m. Sunday night as we get you set for a night of champions. We really dissect this issue. But let's go out to the phones. You know, we got Raw on tonight, uh, the Raw season premiere. We talk Divas. We talk Tag Team Revolution. We talk Sting, Seth Rollins. Bring, and we had Steve off on the line. You want to talk a little wrestling magic? By all means, let's talk wrestling magic. Let's go out to the phones. We got Rocky, who's on the line. Rocky, you're on with Kent and Dave. How are you this evening? Doing fine, gents. And yourselves? Doing all right. What do you got for us? Well, uh, a lot of observations, because not for nothing, Ken, I got to say, last week's Raw was definitely one of the more entertaining Raws there has been in a long time. Uh, I I thought they filled the time quite well, and and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Going off your discussion of the tag team, uh, the tag team situation as it is, I agree that we are definitely seeing a revitalization of the tag team ranks. And I'd like to point out, uh, as far as the discussion of you know bringing the Dudleys, bringing these older names in, in my opinion, that's just definitely caused the other teams to step up their game. Because from from the get-go, me personally, I was a fan of the New Day. 
but they are definitely they definitely did not start out as entertaining in the beginning as they have gotten to be now. I, in my personal opinion, I think uh, we're seeing like of the trio, Biggie is definitely the breakout star. He he's doing some over the top stuff. It's entertaining. It's funny. And to me, it just shows his depth because we've seen Biggie come full circle from being introduced as that monster heel, and now he, he while still being a heel, he is funny as hell. And That's I an excellent point. Okay, right, sorry. Yeah, in the future, I would definitely like to see uh, you know Biggie after he has done his time with the New Day somewhere in the world title hunt. Like down the line, but uh, I think out of the out of this trio, you've definitely garnered a a, a strong IC champ in Kofi, or it, really Kofi or Woods, take your pick. I think that'd be they could be mid card, you know, gold going forward, and I think Big E could step up to that next level. What do you guys think? Um, I, for me, like you know, I think you bring up a lot of good points there. I mean, number one, the one thing I do love about Big E, and look, he's he's enormous, so that helps. But he's been able to kind of be almost that comic relief, but not look weak. You know, he's he's not that like just goofball that just comes in and and, and makes you laugh. Like he he'll make you laugh, he'll do some silly things, but then he'll kick your ass. Um, so I really, yeah, I agree with you. I think Big E has been like the the breakout so far. Well, I think everyone's doing great work. Uh, I, I damn near lost it when he tried eating the kazoo. Uh, I mean, that was just you know, hilarious. And some of that stuff, you wonder if he's just improving and thinking it up on the fly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, you have, you know, what I what I like about what I'm seeing with New Day, and again, a really good point, Rocky. You know, you bring in the Dudleys, and it, it's it's part of that that rationale. Like, you know, you could bring in legends, you can bring in names, and you could either be a whiny little bitch about it and say, eh, now I'm being buried, or you can up your game. And, and I agree with you. I, I think New Day New Day has put it out there that, that we're, we're going to be the most entertaining thing on this show, and you can put on whoever you want. We're going to keep upping the ante. We're going to keep uh, you know, doing different things. We're going to try and shock you. I'm going to bring a goddamn trombone on, on Raw and, and see if that flies. I mean... Uh, to me, you got three pretty creative guys who are having fun with each other, who are at home with these characters, and are having fun just being as creative as they possibly can. And, and you, almost like reading between the lines, it looks like, go ahead, bring the Dudleys. We're just going to become that much more entertaining. And I, I'm just, I'm really impressed with them. Your thoughts, Dave? I, I said it from the beginning, and I'll say it again. Not, not from the beginning when New Day first started, because when New Day first started and they first came up on the scene, you really didn't know what they were. You know, you really couldn't, you couldn't identify with them, okay? And I think that was WWE creative's fault. I think that was management's fault. I think that they just felt, okay, we're just going to throw these three guys out there. Let them do whatever they want or, you know, with reason, and, you know, it's sink or swim. But they really didn't put a whole lot of emphasis on them. And then when they started realizing that, they're not what they wanted them to be portrayed. They knew that they had to go in a different direction. And they saw the, the they, they, they trusted the talent enough, the three of those guys, that, okay, we're a good unit together, the three of us, so just let us kind of do our thing creatively, throw your stuff in there. But 
I, I personally think they've kind of let them roll with it, you know, and, and, and do their thing. And it's been since WrestleMania when they, when they had been turned heel that they've really been on a roll. They've been a part of, you know, they were a mid-card act. Now they're like one of the staples on the program. If you think about it, you've got the heavyweight championship and the storyline surrounding that. You've got John Cena thrown in the mix. You've got the girls. And you got a mid-card. And then you've got New Day. You know, you got like four or five staples as a part of the show that you really look forward to, and New Day's part of it. Like I said earlier, New Day to me is like the modern-day version of Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian were annoying, but they were entertaining as all hell. This is what New Day is. And they're, I, to me, I think they're the foundation and the backbone of the tag team division. I can't see them splitting up anytime soon. WWE will probably split them up in a year or in the several months after they lose the titles, but I can I personally don't want to see them as a unit split up. I think they need to keep those three together to really hold the tag team division together and have some sort of backbone to it because they've really done a great job um, taking taking nothing with their gimmick and turning it into something. I definitely 100% agree with Dave. And also going along with Dave said, one other advantage that may have not been discussed at this point yet of bringing those kind of legends like the Dudleys back is with names like the Dudleys, names like the Hardys, you have proven commodities. You have guys who can go to creative and say, look, you don't have to give me so much framework. Just give me the basics of where you want to go. We'll get there. And that, depending on who you work with, is going to have to force your other team or whoever it is you work with to, you know, now we're going to test your improv skills. And that can, you know, it can make or break a performer, but as far as performance-wise, I think it's perfectly feasible to leave a segment like that in the hands of the Dudleys or the Hardys who can probably read, you know, okay, this segment's kind of falling flat. We need to kind of take the reins and just save it, or we have good chemistry, we're going back and forth, let's, you know, run for the end zone with it. Agreed. I mean, it's just an exciting time to see what this team can do, uh, you know, given kind of uh, the creative freedom, and as they continue to uh, beef up the tag team division, uh, it's exciting. And and you're right, Dave, I mean, they're they just continuing to, you know, give New Day multiple uh, segments on on Monday Night Raw, and, and they're knocking it out of the park every time they're on TV. Just good stuff. Rocky, as always, thanks for a great call, and we will talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. Take it easy, bro. Let's cut, let's keep it with the phones. Let's go back out. We got Mike is on the line. Mikey, how you doing this evening? Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Doing all right. What you got for us? Wow. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of the stuff, but, like, you know, listening to what Steve off said, you know, if you guys go to your show chat, I put the information in the comments um, about Pro Wrestling Magic uh, Friday night, and that, you know, and he was saying a lot about you know who he thought was going to win, and I agree with him. I think I, I agree. I think Ma- Magic Magic has the size um, in this match, but uh, I mean, uh, I've I've seen you know Juan Francisco Coronado, and he's a snake. And I seen him uh, do underhanded things, and uh, you know he likes to spread his money around, and uh, some things can 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 happen. Unfortunately, in, you know, in, in this business that we're in, we've seen underhanded people, and he's one of the one-handed people I know. So I'm just hoping that my boy comes out of it, and he gets one step closer 
you know, to 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 get the shot at the at the title. I mean, you know, hey, you know what they basically did was pro wrestling magic, basically without not knowing it, they named the company Magic. <laughs> so, so that's, that's my that's my take on 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 that. But there's other great you know matches on the card, and there's other great stars. I mean, I've been with this company since the inception. You know, we were we were at this we were at their door the first day watching these great stars and getting to know the great wrestlers. And you know what? They are so they're so good to their fans and and Steve Off and and them and the, and the whole company. I mean. You, you you couldn't get a better you couldn't get a better crowd and a better show. But I tell you that's one um that's 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 one of my thoughts tonight and then uh you know and then on Sunday, you know, Steve didn't mention it but I will, you know, BWO's coming back. BWO is back with their show in Little Lake Harbor. Um, so uh you gotta check out that that show and that show's gonna be packed. You know, DJ Hyde takes on my my good friend TJ Marconi, who is unbelievable. If you haven't checked out Good Times Only, TJ Marconi, do that. Um, it was just a, uh, you know, a rocking. So those are my two thoughts coming out of um, out of that. And uh, last Saturday, I actually had the privilege of going to see Warriors of Wrestling. If you guys haven't checked out Warriors of Wrestling, they're on Staten Island, New York. Unbelievable. They had um, the King of New York uh, tournament the crown of king of new york and they also had the uh the, the the champion the main event was a championship match warriors of wrestling champion Ver, rude boy rude boy riley great products rude boy riley love the guy great guy versus ethan carter the third tna's champion i got to meet him very nice guy and also I, of course my favorite of the night was matt striker Got to meet Matt Stryker, and uh, and a uh, very good guy. You know, he signed my my not only did he sign my um, DVD with the Garden, but he told me some history behind it, and it was uh, it was very uh, very cool. I got to see some interesting stuff out of that. But it was just a great um, night of wrestling action, and to be up close again with the fans. And I'll tell you, Ethan Carter and Matt Stryker after their matches. They got up on the microphone and they told the fans, "This is why you come to pro wrestling to see pro wrestling because with the stars like today, they didn't even put themselves over. They thanked everybody, very, very great guys, and that's and again, that's what you want to see." Let me ask something: What did what did uh, Matt Stryker do on the show? Did he wrestle? Was he doing commentary? Yes, he or was did. He Matt, to... No, Matt Stryker wrestled. Um, Matt Stryker wrestled in a qualifying match um to determine hey he's actually funny because i i asked matt i said to matt striker i said hey you're going to be wrestling one of my friends he goes who's your friend i said tj marconi he says oh i'll punch him in the face for you (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah no he wrestled on the show and matt striker wrestled basically in a uh it was a uh a four-way it was a four-way match it was matt matt striker somebody named um somebody named it the George, the George, um, Jigsaw, Jigsaw, and um, T.J. Marconi, and uh, unfortunately, my boy T.J. Marconi, who who was trained by 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 Magic. Oh, one other thing I forgot too. While I'm on this, they have a No Limits champion. His name 
is Darius Carter. Everybody, I don't know if you guys remember Darius, but Darius is the wrestler yeah. for BWO. Right, Darius. Okay, here's the funny story. Darius Carter was their No Limits champion. Okay? They have a, it's called a No Limits champion. And Darius Carter wrestled against somebody you guys both know, Jesse Bonesaw Brooks. You guys remember Jesse Brooks? Bonesaw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys were there when I was there, and, uh, she, and, and she was uh, she was great. Anyway, Darius Carter, he's in a group. He was hiding by. It was just a one-on-one, and he was beating the stuffing guy of the girl. Well, the girl put him in a cross-arm submission. We now have a they have a new champion. The crowd went crazy. That was my match of the night. Seeing it, that was my match of the night. Seeing um, Bonesaw Jesse Brooks defeat Darius Carter with the with the cross-arm breaker. It was unbelievable. You know, both both wrestlers are great, and they gave the crowd just enough. But in the main event, though, they went to a 20-minute time limit um, until until when the referee was just going to go down for the two. Uh, Rude Boy Riley had the champ pin, but they they rang the bell, and then there was another. So some other guy came out and uh, and he and he tried to get in the on the act, and he raised. You know, Ethan caught his hand, and Carter didn't want no part of it. He said, "You know what? Forget about it." But it was just a, it was just a, uh, a great night. And the autographs, I tell you, they didn't kill you with the autographs. Matt Striker was ten dollars. So was Ethan Carter. Pictures were ten dollars. Um, it was just ama- It was just amazing. Wow, that's, that's good stuff. You know, Mike, I, good call this week. You know, I like it. Kind of a. An independent rundown, so uh, giving us a little well, bit of the, the area independence and. Uh, right, well, you yeah. guys got to check out these. You guys have to check out these these organizations. I mean, Pro Wrestling Magic. You got you guys have that covered. You guys definitely know about that. BWO Body Slam organization. I came up with those guys. I you know those guys are my friends. I love Preacher. Great job by those guys. You know, Magic's my best friend. We know that. You know, it's it, it just. Unbelievable, but I'm not saying that because of of I, I know I love them, but I'm and also trying to help them out. I'm saying it as a fan, you know, I I went to the this show Warriors of Wrestling, you know, because my girlfriend's son, you know, is a big wrestling fan, and and he said, Yo, Mike, would you take me? And I said, You know what? Absolutely. And we got down there, and you know, it was just like I said, you know, it, it's for him, it's for me, it was great. It's, it's a it's a great organization. It's all these organizations. Are, are great. You guys have to check out the indies, you know, in indies because it's like you, it's like your your major league before they were major league stars. Oh, by the way, I just wanted, to, I just, I just would love to just one second, and I would love to comment on the the two issues that you guys were talking about. You guys, the first issue you guys were talking about was Jimmy Snooker. It's crazy, it, you know. I understand what you guys, you know, I understand that his case was open. But, you know, um, and, and a lot of the people are saying he buried himself when he wrote the book. But that's that's neither here or there. My thing is is that the problem is, is we we have, we as as for the state, they have a job with, when it comes to law and order. You know, basically when it comes to law and order, they have to do what they have to do. I love Jimmy Snooker. I, I've never, you know, I it, it's, just, it's just one of those things. Should he be taken out of the Hall of Fame? No. But you guys brought up a good point when you said there is no Hall of Fame. It's just a, you know, it's just on the paper. And, uh, and and you know what? We watch it every year. There's a ceremony for them. But after that, where does it go? It goes on the website. Okay. So 
And then you guys were talking about the Sonny situation. I personally don't think it's that it's, it's that wrong. There's other things that she could be doing or other things, you know. I, 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 I think how she earns her money is her business. As long as it's legal, as long as nobody's getting getting taken, it's it's legal. Good, you know, good, good, good luck for her. You know, I, I, that's how I, that's how I, uh, that's how I look at it. Um, I, I look at it from that angle. All right, Mike. Definitely good stuff this week, and and thanks for the call. We're, we're kind of up against it, so. Uh... But definitely uh, give us a call on Sunday. We do our pre-show for uh, the pay-per-view. But again, and like like Mike said, get out there, support the independent scene, support independent wrestling. Good call as always. Thanks a lot, Mike, and we'll talk to you Sunday. You guys, uh, I I might be busy Sunday. I I don't think as of right now. I think I will be in Little Egg Harbor, so I will be pretty busy with BWO. But I will definitely speak to you guys. Then give us a next call Monday. Monday. Uh, definitely, Dave. Have a good night, my man, Dave. Love you, Dave. Good stuff from Mike, as always. And we're up against, we've got about five minutes left, but let's try and squeeze in one more call. we got AC from the Cool Down with AC is on board. Andy, how you doing this evening? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing all right. Yourself? Oh, wonderful. I agree with Mike. you got to support the Indies. You guys know I'm a big Indie fan. Uh, a lot yeah. of the guys he talked about I saw on a show recently, too along with Striker and EC3, so that was pretty cool. But uh, I'll, I'll be quick so you guys can comment. Uh, the tag team stuff you guys are getting into, I kind of agree with you. Uh, it's cool. Like, New Day, they're killing it. I love what New Day's doing, especially Big E. Um, and uh, Dave brought up uh, the Ascension being with Stardust. And I thought, like, at first I was like, ah, that's kind of corny. Then I thought about it, and it's like they've done nothing with the Ascension. So it's pretty cool that they're doing something with them. But this is the thing I don't understand. They they do that angle, and essentially comes out on Raw, gets squashed by Ambrose and Reigns, and then they put them on SmackDown with the Luchas, and I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. Like, you're putting them with the Luchas. They, I've seen many good matches between them and the Luchas on NXT. And then they squash the Luchas. And I'm like, you guys have five hours of programming. And what we're talking about here is filling that programming with with good wrestling, good storylines, diva stuff, and tag team stuff. But it almost seems like they're letting the main programs dominate everything so much that it's like, all right, we need to redo or reshow the main event from Raw. So we're going to have the Ascension squash the Luchas when if they put on an entertaining match, no matter who won, almost you're starting a little rivalry there. But but by it being a squash match, it's almost like it, it, it feels like a dead issue. And I, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Well, it, it's a tough spot to be in because it's like, how can you believe that, you know, the the Lucha Dragons can beat anybody now? Um, you're you're squashed by the guys who just got squashed. Um, look, I, I think the tag team, the rebuilding has been a good thing, uh, but not not a hundred percent. There have definitely been hits and misses, Dave. Um, I I mean I didn't understand why they showed virtually the entire Raw main event on SmackDown. I don't know if there was something taped, you know, SmackDown taped. I didn't know if there was something that was taped that didn't come out the way they wanted, so they just scrapped it all together and added that segment at the last minute. But I did think that the reason why the Ascension squashed the Luchas was to kind of 
build them up at the same time, build up that David versus Goliath storyline between the two teams. Um, I mean, that's how it came across to me. I could be wrong, but that's how at least it came across to me. Um, them getting squashed by Ambrose and Reigns, well, I wasn't surprised by that. I mean, let's face it, Ambrose and Reigns' characters are on a higher pecking order than uh, the Ascension, so that didn't shock me at all. Right, I get that, and it's almost it's my only reasoning behind it. It's almost like you've done nothing with them. At least give them some avenue to work, so people can see, they can actually work. The people that watch NXT yeah. know it, but just give them an yeah. avenue to work. That was my only point, and I kind of yeah. thought the reason. And this is and this is just me in my head. I kind of thought the reason they replayed the match was let's face it, NFL kickoff, no John Cena on SmackDown. How do we get Cena on SmackDown? We reshow the raw, and it's just like, come on, that's like, a good point. My whole thing is just put on good wrestling, and the people will watch. I, that's the only, you know, that's that's just my thinking, you know. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, it's just you know, if you you put on good matches, you know, the the one criticism that you've had over the years is like is overkill with certain characters. Um, if you're putting on good matches. Uh, you're pushing everybody and giving them decent storylines. You don't have the need to to put John Cena or make sure he's on Raw and SmackDown. So uh, good stuff. Again, I think they're doing a good job, but it, it, there have definitely been some hits and misses. And as always, Andy, thank you for the phone call. Uh, give us a buzz on Sunday night. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. I won't hear you on Sunday. I'll be at an indie show, but uh, we'll talk Monday and uh Congratulations, everybody, 1640, and all you listeners, we love you, 20,000. That's a huge thing. So I, lo- I love being part of the family, and uh, you guys brought me in, so thank you, guys. It's definitely a, it's a cool milestone to hit. All right, we'll talk to you next week then, man. All right, guys, goodbye. Bye. God, these damn independent fans not listening to us <laughs> on Sunday night. Ah, <laughs> Do a 180. Now I'm going to bash the Indies. Ah! Screw the Indies. Listen to us on Sunday. I kid, I kid. It's good, you know, supporting the Indies. Uh, you know, we, we all got to support all wrestling. All wrestling is good. The more wrestling that's out there, the better. We got about 20 seconds left. So, guys, listen to us Sunday. We'll get you set for Night of Champions. We'll dissect the championship picture a little bit more, give you our picks, 6 to 8 p.m. Sunday night. Get on the Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. For the Raw chat for tonight's Monday Night Raw, for Dave, I am Ken. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Good night, everybody. Boom. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.